When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all the great shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture every single week twice a week, right there for your pleasure. Plus also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Hopefully you got some good tips from us because not only did I have Chris Sardieri, my co-host on that show, stop by for his thoughts on NFL Week 5, but he stopped by yesterday on the Lakers Fast Break, and you can check it out right here. If you're into fantasy basketball, go ahead and check it out. It was a great conversation with him, his son, Dominic Lardieri and myself on what to look forward to in fantasy basketball this year. Plus also swell game source. Of course, the guys at LakersBall.com. Big shout out for everyone in the groups and the chat groups at LakersBall.com. You know Joe Soro, a.k.a. Ox1947. He is always roaming around the groups at LakersBall.com. Plus our good friends at Lakerholics.com. Laker Tom, hopefully he'll be back soon with us. Maybe even tonight. I haven't seen him yet, so I'm hoping he'll come back soon to us. Go ahead and check out his latest thoughts at Laker Tom on Twitter and, of course, Lakerholics.com. Plus also as well, Jamie Sweet with his five things articles as well. I know he'll have some, finally, some good things to say at five things right there for you at Lakerholics.com. Plus our good friends at Hoopheads Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. Everybody out there, the chat is already getting started. Terrell Davis, Blue Magic, Petting My Cat, they're all in the chat room. Guess what? We won! We won! We won! I'm so happy the Lakers finally won in exhibition season. Finally, after nine tries, they got the 10th one right. And, of course, that means a victory for the Los Angeles Lakers. 124-121, to they eke out a close victory over the Golden State Warriors at the Chase Center. Mind you, LeBron was not playing. Mind you, Russell Westbrook was not playing. Mind you, there were some Golden State Warriors that were not playing as well. Of course, it was a lighter crowd in that sense, but the backups did go ahead and get a chance to play. And, of course, A.D., Anthony Davis, also came out to play. He scored 28 points. 
Lonnie Walker IV got his first start with the Lakers in the exhibition season. He got 14, started off very strong with two straight three-pointers to start off with. The big surprise for the Lakers is not Kendrick Nunn, who came off the bench to score 21 and was very impressive in the time that he was there with also seven assists. But Matt Ryan, playing for his very Laker life, was six of nine from three. My gosh, for 20 points, give him some props. Will it be enough for him to stay on the team? We'll find out. Actually, we'll see it over the next few days because the Lakers have to start cutting down those rosters as far as get to the mandatory 15. In fact, on Wednesday, we'll have our own thoughts on who the 15-man roster should be. So we're going to go ahead and give you our thoughts on that by Wednesday on when we cover the post game for the Lakers in Minnesota. But again, for now, the Lakers did win 124 to 121. We'll go ahead and talk about the game. A major news item dropped after we left the air yesterday in Rob Palenka getting an extension for one year through the 25-26 season. <sighs> Was it a good move or a bad move? We're going to share our thoughts on that. Plus, by special viewer requests, big shout out to you, Nick. He wants us to go ahead and talk about the, Draymi, Dr the Draymond Green situation as well. But first up, it is the Lakers winning 124-121. to 121. And here today to talk about the game, in fact, we can talk about a win. Good man indeed. Everybody in the chat room, you guys are going crazy. I truly appreciate it. Thanks so much for being part of what we do here, part of the Lakers Fast Break community. But the guy here who leads our community, good man indeed. You got to check out what he's doing today at LakersBall.com. Plus also as well, his own company. Check it out what the great things he can do for your lawn today at Sinblades with the Y. Com. It is Joe Sorrow. Joe, great to have you here, my friend. He's got a smile on his face, a Sunday smile. Smile is leading the box office again. You look happy. Everything is good with smiling. You know what? I'm going to smile too because the Lakers won 124-121. to 121. It was not pretty, but hey, they won the game, and that's all that matters. I, I actually thought it was pretty. I thought you Not saw... that fourth quarter. Well, you know, the guys tightened up the defense. It, it looked like a regular season game. It didn't look like a preseason game, and and I I I was I was entertained for four quarters, regardless of the shooting woes in the fourth. Uh, but it was very nice to see some of the regulars playing in the fourth. I think if they had done that a couple games back, they might have been able to pull another one out, or they could have, could have pulled out a win on one of those. But it was nice to see guys making shots. It was nice to see Matt Ryan shoot in a way where if you're watching as an observer, uh, there's that wasn't a fluke-type situation. You, you, you could see that this could be something regular if, if there's an opportunity. Uh, I was, I was just, I'm just happy we won. I, I, winning does something a lot of times, even in a, in a no meaningless game like this, it just, it just, it just gets the ball rolling a little bit. It puts in a good vibe in the locker room. The chemistry builds real well. And, you know, you start to kind of see the positiveness in a lot of this stuff. And then all of a sudden, it tails into the next game and the next game and the next game. We're going to see these guys in a week. 
Uh, I'd like to see if we can win a couple more to kind of get the ball rolling even more and then hope that we can uh, do well out the gate because the gauntlet is coming starting next Tuesday. That it is, my friend. That it is. But before I hand it over to Jamie Sweet, your thoughts on AD is looking sharp, 28 points. You know, I know we he got a lot of criticism that he didn't pick up the ball for what was like a couple months after the season ended, but then he went really hard in training right after he made those comments because I know he got a lot of flack for that. Looks like right now he's been very good so far in the limited number of minutes he's played so far this exhibition season. Have you been impressed by what he's done? I'm impressed, but at the same time, it's AD. Mm-hmm. This is what he does. When he's, I, when he's right. I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Eight for eight from the free throw line. Shooting 50% and scoring 28. So when you talk about skill sets, when the uh, analysts, some analysts out there have said, when AD is right, he's a top three player. This is why. This is this guy has a set. So how do you judge a great player? I, I didn't even know. I'm watching the game, right? I'm watching the whole game. I got it on split screen with the Mets and the Padre game and trying to watch the Bengals game too. So I'm watching the game and I'm I'm going, wow, he's got 22 points. That's how you know. That's how you know a great player. They're so good that you didn't even notice they just scored 22 points. Maybe because I was fixated on the free throws. He wasn't missing. Uh, Matter of fact, I don't even know if he hit the rim on all those swishes. To me, those are the things that just – that's the stuff that brings a lot of confidence to you. Because a big guy who makes 80 to 90% of their free throws is a destroyer to the other team. Because this guy's already playing near the rim – you have to deal with him in a two, sometimes three-person situation. And if you foul him and it's a guaranteed 80%, 90% that he's going to hit both of his free throws, it just it's it kind of it's kind of demoralizing. The other thing that was good is he had a really good arc on his three. Boy, if he hits 30 35% from there, woo-wee, we're going to be seeing uh, AD. We're going to be seeing AD 2020. Well, BDA year. Pink has said, and good big shout out to BDA Pink. He says he doesn't trust AD's jump shot. Richard said it looks more like the bubble AD. And of course, well, petting, okay. hold on, I gotta give one more. Petting my cat, <laughs> ending the conversation, said he's he trusts him to shoot twenty percent from thirty. Okay, when you watch his shot, his shot is very nice, right? Now, Sasha Vujicic's shot was very nice, too. <laughs> However... Looks good, looks good. His three-point yeah. shot looks good from the free-throw line. Right. However, other than the one season that Sasha had that was somewhat, you know, living up to his talents, every other year was not good. AD has obviously had a Hall of Fame eyebrows. career. Yeah. Uh, AD's obviously had a, a Hall of Fame career already, if you, even if he retired today. So when you see those... When you see the, the shot dropping... And the fact that he did say, and everybody jumped on him and said, oh, that's an excuse. Well, it might be. But the bottom line is, if his wrist was really that bad, it, it, it makes sense why he was missing his free throws. If he was missing the threes, that's one thing. But missing free throws is all about repetition and the, and the, and the snap, right? So if his wrist was compromised, 
Why would he go from an 85% free throw shooter to a 70% free throw shooter? Free, uh, three point, uh, free throw shooter, free throw shooter yes. for no reason. That doesn't ever make any sense. You typically don't drop off 15% from the free throw line. It just, it, that's not used. That's not the norm. Yeah. So I, I I'm going to, I'm going to say not because I'm a Laker fan and I'm an AD fan. I'm going to say that probably was a problem. He didn't say anything last year, probably in fear of being called, you know, whatever, rightfully so. And then this, this, summer he or i should say at training camp he did make note of it hey man i my wrist was jacked up last year and i'm sorry i did not try to make an excuse but it was and to me it's funny how we describe excuses it's kind of like when someone is you know emotional about something someone will interpret it as letting us know what's going on someone will interpret it as whining right well guys if, if you want to put some common sense into this his shot was off his Wrist apparently was injured. I don't think he's using it as an excuse. He's telling you what happened. So the first two semi-full games that he's played, he has been lights out, and we have we have never veered off this this summer. If AD is playing like this and he's there for 75 games, yeah, Lakers are going to be in, in, in a good spot at that point. But, again, we're – our issues this summer have always been these guys that haven't analytically come up well or physically or visually come up well. There's really no margin of error. So we're going to have to have this group and a couple of guys come out of nowhere, hopefully, and, and, and be productive. But there's also no margin of error. If AD gets hurt two weeks in for a month, we're going to be in trouble. But this is what it looks like if we're not injured. So there is something there to be excited about. You know what? And absolutely, that's correct. I, I really think that we need to be a little bit more positive after a good win like this. It's not positive. This is this is results, guys. You know, you know me with results. These guys throughout from from the moment that ball tipped till the moment it it, it ended. Okay, the moment that got who I can't remember who the Golden State Warrior the guy was going the hoop when they needed a three. That was funny. I think it was Kaminga. Yeah, yeah, these guys, these guys played like they were trying to win. Regardless if the fourth quarter was a was a dread, it doesn't matter. That happens. Sometimes you miss shots. Sometimes the other team miss shots. They were all missing shots toward the end, really. But they played, from what I saw, four quarters of basketball. For a little bit there, I'd say maybe the beginning of the third quarter, I kind of made a joke on uh, game time on Lakers ball that, you know, what what, is, what do these guys do at halftime? Do they just, like, tell everybody, does, does the coach say, look, I want you guys to play – half your ability going in the third quarter just for no reason. Um, but they kind of got out of that, and then they started going back to normal. And then luckily we got we were able to pull out a win. Well, I'll oh tell you what, he's back again. It is Joe Sora, I'm telling you right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, Blue Blue is actually quoting Show's the great over. Joe Sora. Best joke of the night right there. Best joke of the night. <laughs> This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, So you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. You forced me down. I was tied into a chair, and I had to watch one thing. I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. 
Well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here. Joe Soro is with us as well. And also coming up here is J.B. Sweet in second. I do want to mention again that the Lakers did win 124 to 121. Again, if you are interested at all in fantasy basketball, I did have a show yesterday with Dom and Chris Sardieri. Check that out. And if you are interested in fantasy basketball, in the link below, where you can also subscribe today. And thank you so much. We now have 300 subscribers to YouTube. So big, big shout out to our subscribers out there. Thank you so much for being part of it. But if you're interested in fantasy basketball, I've got a league right there for you. The link is right down. Yahoo Fantasy Basketball League. The draft is for this league is going to be on Thursday. Go ahead and check it out if you're interested. Petting my cats in it. We can't wait for that. Go ahead and compete against him, TJ Johnson, hopefully a lot more. So hopefully you go ahead and join us coming up. We can start on that later this week, but you can go ahead and sign up right now. It's right below in the description for both audio and video listeners. And of course, again, of course, thank you so much for 300 subscribers. Truly appreciate it. And it's all because of you. We do this show indeed, but here today as well as the man behind five things. Good man. Indeed. He's kind of like in the dark. But he's still here in the light. It's, it's, it's you know, it's I'm, I'm backlit. I'm well backlit. I know. Well, I'm you good. guys asked me to turn my light on, so I'm turning my light on indeed. But well, yeah, that one time it looked like you were plotting a, a murder or something. You were well, like, that's you know, you know what can I say? You know, it was the Las Vegas heat when they were turning up down, turn off the ACs and whatnot. But I will say, good man indeed. You got to go and check out his five things articles today at Lakerholics.com. I'm hoping Laker Tom comes back. He keeps threatening to come back here on every single time out on Twitter. People keep asking him on Twitter to come back. He keeps saying he's going to come back. I don't know. I'll see if I can try and get him on the next show or whatnot. But so he was going to be on this one. All right, whatever. But hoping he'll come back soon. Hoping he'll get well soon. It is Jamie Sweet. Yamu. Yamu Sweet is here in the house. Good to have you back, my friend. Your thoughts on today's game, some pauses we can take away from it. Obviously, AD's performance was great. Lonnie Walker the fourth, could he be not the ripoff, $6.5 million ripoff that so many people like us were talking about? We don't know. I mean, again, he's had one bad performance. He's had one good performance since coming off of injury here in the exhibition season. So I think it's still wait and see. One thing is for certain, though, Kendrick Nunn, coming back after that serious injury of the bone bruise all year long, he's coming back and can play a major role on this team. No question about it. No, it was like trading. It's like trading for a player, but you didn't lose. It's like you used the best trade TPE exception uh, you could possibly do. Um, I love that. I love that. Lights on only if the Lakers win. That's right. That's right. It's like, like the angels light that baby up. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, that'll stay dark for a while. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway, um, you know, I thought Nunn's I thought Nunn's performance was was exemplary. I think he showed tonight exactly what we were missing, either on the starting in the starting five or off the bench. Take your pick. Last season, Mm -hmm. Uh, we did not have a guy uh, other than Mello for a while who was a get it done scorer, Um, and I think he got like some kind of injury. You know, third almost halfway through the season, and that kind of sapped his efficiency. Yeah. And Melo's old, and Nunn is not. And he's a better defender than Nunn, uh, than Melo is. And so I thought that this was one of those games where, even without LeBron, you know, sometimes when, when, when LeBron doesn't play, the whole team just kind of comes out with this, well, this game's over already attitude. We didn't see that tonight. And that, to me, was actually my personal biggest takeaway, was the general attitude of the team general like focus of the team that looked like they had a a pretty good game plan for trying to make curry hit tough shots and let's and all this has the asterisks of preseason next to it right all this is preseason this is just what we're what we're seeing is this was the best habit building game we've seen in the preseason in two years and that's that's all you want to see in preseason i don't i don't need to see lebron going off for 50 in preseason it doesn't matter it doesn't count it's not important we know well, this is the first time in, in 10 games that they've been able to piece two halves together. Their first halves yeah. so far this exhibition season have been pretty competitive. In fact, the Lakers have led much of the way in the first halves of each of these exhibition games. It's the yeah. second halves that have fallen apart for the team. And although they did get outscored in the second half, they did enough to win. And that's all that matters. Yeah, and I agree with Richard. I think that he could easily be maybe even our third top scorer. Um, I, I agree with that. I don't yeah. know that you need to relegate him to fourth. I don't know who's going to score. Lonnie Walker is going to score more points than none. I um, think he's probably talking about Russ. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm hopeful that Russ, uh, well, you know, who knows? You know, I think Russ doesn't have the three-point shot that none has. And if he hits three or four of those a game, that's six shots Russ has to hit to make up for it. So I, I don't see any reason why uh, Kendrick Nunn could not be um, – couldn't be the uh, third best scorer on the team. And if he's not, then that means Russ is playing well, hopefully efficiently, uh, and that's just good for the Lakers overall. So I, uh, I I thought that, you know, Matt Ryan showed us a little something tonight that he wants to try and stick on the team for, you know, a few weeks, uh, at least into the preseason or after preseason, I should say, rather. And I thought that uh, Wenyan Gabriel showed a lot of control in his game tonight. I don't I don't need for him to go out and do anything but play hard and play focused. And if he does that with his size and speed, he's going to be impactful on the defensive end. And that is where it should stop. You know, if he gets a put-back dunk or a lob, hits a hook shot, gets an and one, that's that's wonderful. That's just fantastic. But that's not a game plan for the Lakers' success. You don't want to see Wendell Gabriel shooting the ball or being the focal point of the scoring. And what how he played tonight was exactly how he needs to show up every single game, ready to play hard, focused, and attentive on the defensive end and be a leader on that end. You've got all the tools to be a leader on the, of, of, of a solid – you have all the tools to be a solid defensive player, and there's nobody who's going to lead the defense on the bench side other than Beverly. And – this is another game where I thought we played good defense and Patrick Beverly didn't play. And so this is, this is, you know, this is encouraging preseason. 
but encouraging because we saw some good habits. We saw some good foundations and it, Joe's right. Winning even in preseason is important. It's why we were very worried after preseason last year because we just didn't show up in any of the games and then proceeded to continue to build on that habit for the entirety of the 82 game season. So the night like tonight is something that the coaching staff can start to work with, can like show people in film, like you guys can do it. Everybody here in this locker room has been the best player or second best player on a team, a basketball team at some point in your life. Time to be a good basketball player on this team and help these guys who are truly great win, win, win. And that's what you need. That's what you need right now. Although I'm not as high on Gabriel's performance as you are, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you appreciate it. So again, I mean, I'm, what, I do you want to see out of, what, what do you want to see out of Wendy and Gabriel? I just don't think he has enough talent, sheer talent. He's getting by on his hustle and hustle only takes you so far. I just think that if you're playing Gabriel, that tells me your, your lack of depth is showing. It's just showing so much. If you're playing Gabriel any minutes, any consistent minutes at all, there's a reason, as I always say on the show, there's a reason why he's been on six different teams. It's because he just does not have enough basketball talent to stay on the floor consistently. There are better he does on the defensive end. I think he can have that impact on the defensive end. But Again, I saw I'm... him get beat tonight on at least two occasions. Where I mean, it's just... it's, I mean all right. I mean – I'm not saying I'm expecting him to be the second. I will fight you on Winion Gabriel. (laughs) But let's be honest. Like you're talking about the eighth or ninth guy off the bench. One of the few players we have with size and you're going to need to get something out of him. You're going to, you're going to need to get something out of him or you can wave him and like, what, who, who plays after him on who's better (laughs) suited. That's the problem. We don't have any depth. And we have, we have one person who we can talk about who's at fault for that. But, uh, Well, that's what I'm going to ask right now. And I'll get back to Joe on that is the guy who was playing for his very Laker life. Oh, look at him now. I don't want to know what's going on at your house right now, Joe. I really (laughs) a little worried about Uh, that. Well, well, there is someone in the chat right now that's talking the. the Oh, no. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, it's so it's so easy to be. It's so easy to be so opinionated. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, Lakers suck. Oh, okay. Well, I just blocked cool. him. He's gone. <laughs> Goodbye. So, anyways, nah, let him stay. <laughs> nah, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like deal with something like that. Where you know? is Timothy Santiago? Yeah, oh, that was like, Harmon. You know what? He's Timothy Gontiago. Is what? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, Anyways, I don't know. The guy I want to talk about. You, can... you know the guy in Lakers social media right now that is blowing up. And half of these people out there are like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Is Matt Ryan, who was six of nine from three today, really hadn't done much at all in this exhibition season until now. Your thoughts on this guy? I mean, yes, he is a 25-year-old player, a G League lifer, guy who's played a little bit on the two-way for Boston, played a little bit here and there that may get this chance. I, a lot of people are, are screaming, uh, you know, Alex Caruso, maybe the next one, because, you know, this Lakers team, the Lakers fans fan base are trying to find that next Caruso. Your thoughts on Matt Ryan? I thought it was a great performance by him. Defensively, it's still a struggle, as I saw him get beat also as well on the defensive end. But your thoughts on him, if he could go ahead and produce – he shoots the way I was hoping Cole Swider would shoot on this team and the way I thought he would shoot on this team. It's just one game, guys. Let's enjoy the game. Let's enjoy uh, the night. 
Of course. Uh, he's got a lot of things going for him in terms of his shot. He's got a very nice shot, very fluid shot, can shoot it standing still, moving around. Looks like he's got confidence. He's got the height. Uh, can he do it on a consistent basis? Mm-hmm. That's the, that's going to be the question now. And I see is, let's say we are on preseason three. We have three more to go. If he does this two out of the next three games, now the Lakers are going to have to start figuring out, is this somebody you want to keep or at least revolve around the the ins and outs of the Lake organization, the G League, whatever? Because remember, you know, Caruso was – he was pretty steady, you know, playing with the Lakers, playing with South Bay at the time. I think they were the defenders. So we we could have that. You know, he does have a skill set that's paramount in today's game. And if he hits 40% from there during the regular season, you damn well better believe he will be on the roster because a six seven guy who can shoot the three has massive value. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. another thing I wanted to reiterate – we went 18 of 19 from the free throw line today. Yes. That, guys, I'm telling you, think about it. If they had shot 14 of 19, they would have lost this game. Free throws matter. Oh, yeah. Free throws matter. Almost every free throw matters, especially in a game like this. And it is important. It changes It changes the game like you don't. you can't see. You can't see that extra five free throws that are made. You can't see that in the third quarter, second quarter. You can't. So when you look at it in the end, you know you know that every opportunity you took, every baseline drive you took, every shot that you got fouled on, you took advantage of their mistake and you made them pay for it 96% of the time. Those things matter. And fundamental basketball matters, even in this sloppy NBA game of today. Uh, those are the things that I saw. Those are the things I paid attention to. Those are the things that I, I would hope that the team can build on. And again, a lot of the reasons why they won today is because they did the fundamentals. Didn't matter if LeBron was playing or Russell Westbrook was playing or Beverly. Didn't matter. Even when even when AD sat down, they were they had they, they they had to adjust that first five six minutes of the third quarter where you were like, oh god, here we go again with the third quarter. But they adjusted. So here we are watching the uh, first win in a. In a preseason game in uh, what forty years, uh, so we're we're gonna we're gonna try to see if we can carry this into the next three games and hopefully uh, have a good opening on Tuesday. Because there is one thing that I've noticed with this Laker team when it comes to the Warriors, even when they were stinking back in the day with the Sacre era, they always seem to play the Warriors well. I don't know what it is about. It. I don't know. It's just weird. They always play well against them. <laughs> There's just those quirks like when the Lakers go up to the Rose Garden and, you know, there's certain places that they play like Toronto in the morning. Some of those games when they go up to Toronto, they they don't play very well. But then there are those times, like you said, that they play Golden State for whatever reason, especially in Golden State. They're very they're usually very competitive. In fact, they usually have been able to squeak out a lot of wins up there. I remember even the LeBron when he got injured game, he that was on Christmas. And I think the Lakers ended up winning that one. So, yeah. I think a lot of be said about as far as today's game, a very positive sign for the team. I think at least, like you said, getting one under our belt is if before the exhibition season ends is pretty good. We'll hopefully be able to piece together another win this Wednesday at the crypto.com arena against Minnesota. So we'll see what happens there. 
But before we head on out, guys, much to talk about on today's show. Any last thoughts on today's game, Jamie, before we go ahead and head on to Draymond and Rob Palenka? I mean, what do we need to talk about Draymond for? It was uh, by it was by viewer request, and I'll leave it at that. I want right. to give a big shout out to Nick. He asks, we do. So. No, like okay, Draymond. What you, you really want to talk about? Nutshot. Okay, he, he's he's cheap. Well, I just want to. You know what's <laughs> well. You know what's come up. Hey, in that. All, well, you know, ever since the fight happened, ever since the punch, he's wasn't you know, a fight. You, come on. I mean, okay, it was, a, it, was it was a sucker punch. Okay, but any thoughts on today's game before we head uh, on to that? I, I, I was impressed with Brian. I still think Thomas Bryant should be the starter. Uh, and uh, yes, uh, Richard, you're right. Uh, you know, he's but he's like he's like 13 years old, I think, Scotty Pippen Jr. So he's going to be a little out of control at times. He, he's not going to be called upon to to run things like he's doing right now. He's going to get garbage time minutes uh, and play a lot in the G League as he should. Once Schroeder's on the team. Beverly's out there playing. It's going to take several injuries for somebody like Scotty Pippen Jr. to get time. So I'm not too worried about Scotty Pippen Jr. and how he looks right now. Because let's put it this way. If he's playing any kind of role at all, we're in trouble. Uh, and that goes that goes for Wendy Gabriel. That goes for Ryan. That goes for a lot of the guys who are getting minutes right now. If they're, they have significant roles, means one of two things. Either they blew everybody away in preseason like Caruso did a few years back with his defense or we're in trouble with injuries, so it won't matter one way or the other. Um, but yeah, I thought, like I said, you know, I just, I like seeing the good habits. I like seeing us close out a game. I like seeing us not, you know, blow it in the last two minutes, just jacking up threes. We actually, you know, found open men under the basket for easy scores. You know, I won't say that we ran an offense, but we we, we kept our poise. And it was young guys out there who are really just trying to make a team. And you, you might not think as a player – that, that that's what will get you a role on a team. But that is exactly what gets you a role on a team. When you're the 14th and 15th guy, if you can show that you can just do the job, I don't need you to go out and show me that you're an all-star. You won't be able to. You don't have the ability. You don't have the skill. And you certainly don't have the role on this team with everybody healthy. So just show us that you can go out, do the job, do what's asked of you, and do it to the best of your abilities. Coaches love that. Fans love that because it usually translates into winning basketball. Fans like winning basketball. Coaches like winning basketball. Job. I'll tell you what, it's still something to be satisfied and happy about. The Lakers did pull out the victory, 124 to 121. I know, again, we were in the Chase Center, which has been of much discussion in regards to the team that plays there, the Golden State Warriors. I know some of our people in the chat don't want to hear this, but Draymond Green of course, the rumors, as soon as he throws that sucker punch, the next rumors that you hear is that, oh, he's headed for the Lakers. Uh, as far as what, what they had, as far as the rumors, the trades, the three-way trades, Laker Tom is already busy starting on the on the Laker trades on his on his Twitter right there for you. You already had right. individuals with Trey Young, you're telling everybody on Twitter, oh, he's trying to work out a deal for the Lakers, trying to work his way to the Lakers. Your thoughts on this, Joe? It is by viewer request. Big shout out to Nick for going ahead and asking for it. Our thoughts on Draymond Green? I mean, this is Draymond. He's just a very uh, angry individual. We've seen other individuals like this before in the past that have that short temper, that short fuse. Uh, It's to the detriment of his team right now. He's looking to see if he can get a long-term contract. This is not going to help his cause. I think it's overblown. 
Yes. Cares. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, it's overblown. The, the, I just said in the chat, it's it, the NBA. This is the worst NBA offseason in in memory in the last in my for my memory. And they're just they're just every time I was scrolling through Facebook, it was some stupid meme or whatever with him being in some other jersey. I'm like, dude, just you already heard from Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. They already said if you hadn't been yelled at by Draymond at some point being a warrior, then you you were never a part of this team. So him punching pool, first of all, there's no audio. How do you know he didn't say I your mother wears army boots or something, you know? <laughs> How do you know? How do you know what well, he terrible. said? That's so mean you know? of you to say, Joe. And then, and, and my, my, my father thing is, is a hamster, and your mother yeah, my thing, <laughs> my thing with these fights in sports is, did did, did you all live in a, in a in a in a in a bunker your whole life when you played sports? You know how many fights I got into playing sports? Come on, it's it's competition. There's emotion. There's stuff going on. They sounded like he just punched a baby in the face. Who cares? Who gives a crap? He's out here. I I came out here and uh, I apologize to Poole. I apologize to his mom, his dad, his third cousins, his uncles, his aunts. I'm like, what the f-? Like, really? What PR guy came to him and convinced him to say that? Seriously. Where was Steve Kerr? Because Steph said something. Clay he said was something. right there, though. Where, what did he say though? I didn't see anything from the head well, coach. I, uh, well, I didn't like see, get I over it. Like he, get over it. It's 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 training out, camp. People are honoring. Today or late yesterday and was like, we make a big deal out of the dumbest, most useless, worthless things. It's a punch between two athletes who got in an argument. Who cares? In practice. In practice, <laughs> I wanted to punch everybody. I wanted to hurt everyone I played football with. Everyone. But that's just because it's football. So what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what is this? What is this? Are you guys that bored? These this constant nonsense of just people trying to just create drama when it's not there. And then they basically softened up Draymond by having him to go on there and go, well, I had to apologize to everybody. I would have, I would have. That was the time to be Draymond. Draymond is not really a guy that I really care for. It's not a negative or a positive thing. I just don't care, right? It's not, not nothing negative. Just, I don't, you just, I don't, I, a guy that, a guy that averaged what, four points, four rebounds and two assists in the finals talking smack, like guys like that. I got a lot of respect for those guys. I mean, he only, he had a bad, he had terrible, one of the worst series for a guy making that kind of money uh, up until the, I think game six when he played well. So why am I hearing all this stuff where he's playing for a contract? He's playing for this. I wouldn't pay Draymond Green $20 million a year. That guy only belongs in Golden State to play with Steph and Clay. Why? Because Steph and Clay, and this is something I keep having to remind everybody about. They are the two best team players backed up by Hall of Fame talent of our era. That's why it, that has just as much reason why that thing works than their talent imagine that they are the ultimate team players the ultimate team players and they're also damn good draymond plays the perfect third guy on that team but they could replace draymond i know they'll they wouldn't say that but you could replace draymond and pay someone else 20 30 million dollars that could do a lot and they'll still win so 
My ending on this is get over it for all the talent, talented uh, basketball people out there. How about you guys, uh, you know, uh, Woj bomb or Shams uh, something that actually has some relevancy here instead of being surprised that Draymond Green punched somebody. The question would have been, when has he not punched somebody? (laughs) That would have been a, a news story. Hey, man. We went into training camp and Draymond actually didn't say anything. I would, I would interest me because then I would be asking Draymond, "Hey, Draymond, what happened today? Did you did you run over a child on your way to practice and you you felt pretty happy? Like you know, this is this is this is important stuff. We want to know this. You know, it, it'll make our life enriched. It'll enrich our lives. I want you know, I want to I want to be a part of that. So does it irritate you both, you guys, at all when immediately something like this happens and automatically, oh, it's because he's headed to the Lakers. Oh, we're going to start those three-way trades out. Oh, that's the irritating part to me. Clickbait, clickbait slugs. It's the (laughs) clickbait slugs. And then when you see the comments, there's 2,500-plus comments on that. So, people, if you're out there listening to what I'm saying, the reason why clickbait exists is because you're the type of people who will see a video that says, wait till the end, and you'll wait to the end. You know what I do? I click X right away. (laughs) You are giving those guys money to play garbage and talk about garbage stuff that pollutes the brain like like reality tv reality tv is a cancer to intellectual stuff here that's what that stuff does so i highly recommend if i'm going to do anything in my life on a sports show i'm going to try to teach you what to stay away from (laughs) (laughs) jamie any thoughts on that no i'm just going to say that the only thing that's changed is now there's a sign up on the uh golden state warriors practice court that says zero Next to it's been this many days since Draymond Green punched somebody, so that's that's it. That's it's it, it, come on, man. Like, this isn't news, it's practice. Uh, you, you know what? I, I take that back. You know what the news is? Is that there's a leaker in the Golden State Warriors organization, and Kerr called him out in his press conference. He didn't care about Green or Poole or any of that, he was more concerned with it. And this isn't the first time something has leaked from our practice court for a coach that's concerning. That's supposed to be a yeah I know Joe but I mean that's this is this is the area we live in right and 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 there are still and some in my mind anyway I, I guess it's not true but in my mind there's this idea that like there's still places that are are somewhat sacred you know practice court for a sports teams practice field whatever you want to call it a, a meeting between two people about a job so on and so forth things of that nature. And obviously it's not right. The Twitter, the Twitter sphere, and the and the TMZ, uh, the TMZ grind, make it far too lucrative to to maintain sacred things because it. Who doesn't want you know whatever the guy got two hundred grand, five hundred? Who cares? It's it's inconsequential to the idea that you're you're out now, dude. You're gone. Like you won't be back in that area. You're going to lose your job. You won't get a job with an NBA team. So whatever money you got from TMZ, I hope it lasts you the rest of your life. I'm sorry, one more thing. And to address the numerous concerns about Poole's health, yes, had he seriously injured Jordan Poole, 
everything would have been different. Just like if Jordan Poole had gone up for a layup and blown out his ACL or any number of things that happen in professional sport. When you have Draymond Green on your team, you have a, a human being of a combustible nature who's willing to knee people in the nards in an NBA finals game. <laughs> so you can't be, you can't be like, whoa. Ooh, First time like, Nars has been mentioned on this show. I just want dude, to make sure that's clarified. Oh, he cost he cost his team a title because of that. Top, yeah, he cost his team. That's news, right? That's news. This is not news. This is media fodder. I've no I've no interest in media fodder. Media fodder can go take a long walk off a short pier. But as I spoke to Joe about this, I mean, aren't you irritated at all? The first thing that happens as far as is concerned no. is the rumors yeah, start. Like, and next thing you know, Laker Thomas retweeting three-way it's trades. Al- about it's, Lake, an, it's an Draymond algorithm Green. thing. When you yeah. mentioned Lakers, so what right. they did was they mentioned the Lakers. Uh-huh. Then they mentioned Draymond. Then they mentioned, mentioned Punch. Then they m- mentioned Black Eye. I don't know, whatever the heck they wanted to put That's on there. And those, central, are, baby. those are all clickbaits. Oh, right. that's tag. You know what? Would he look? Would he look? Trey Young thing? got this whole thing underway with saying that he was working his way to the Lakers because him Whatever. and LeBron are such good friends. Who? Uh huh. Right. Uh, it's not annoying because it's the Lakers. This happens all the time. Trey, who? Especially, especially when there's an issue with Trey Young. Trey Young, yeah. Atlanta. Yes. Yeah. That's how it started. Just, what the hell? What the hell does he know? Who knows? Go ahead. Sorry. Exactly. Sorry, Jay. Exactly. <laughs> it's not annoying. It's it comes with the territory of being a Laker fan. Your team is always the team that somebody who's good, who's is somehow disgruntled, but is like a playoff, you know, contributor type thing. You're going to the Lakers. If something goes wrong in your situation, it's because you want to go to the Lakers. You know, I have I had friends this summer who were like insisting to me that Kevin Durant was going to be a Laker because he wanted to leave Brooklyn. And I was like, how? How is that going to happen? In what world? I was like, oh, because that's what KD wants. I was like, what? No. 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 <laughs> well, the bigger picture here is what BDA Pink is saying is if, you know, you just can't punch a coworker or a teammate. Let's say, Joe, somebody, not you, gets punched. But let's say a co- someone that works for you with SinBlades.com. Please go ahead and check it out today with the Y, SinBlades.com. And gets punched. Sure. Two guys get punched. What are you going to do with the puncher? What are you going to do with a puncher as far as it's concerned? What kind of disciplinary action happens then at the workplace? Uh, you can't just, just say – the puncher just can't say, you know what, Joe? I'm just going to go ahead and check out for a few days, and then I'll what, come back. What happens time. What happens in a boxing gym? Well, I got workman's comp, so that takes care of that if it was a legality standpoint. But if let's say I, I have – most of, almost every guy that, I, that works with me is our, our – Studs, they're the badasses. So well, let's just say I'm saying hypothetical. Okay, and well I'll just, just ask them. Let's them just who, be clear. Who, who, who Everybody hit, who, who works for Joe wants to punch him. Who who hit? No, no, they don't really because I, I pay him a lot I'm of just, money. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee work, and I, every day, and I guarantee lots of money. That's how you do it, people. When you run a there business, you work, money, keep people happy, keep the families happy. Anyways, Absolutely. first question is who hits harder. And then take them out to lunch at their favorite. No punching Joe. At the favorite, you, you can try to punch me. You better, you better make sure I'm not looking and and, and make sure I'm, you're not around when I get up. That goes for if I'm knocked out too, because that can happen. If he hits you right here, you're gonna go. You're gonna if he gets you good, he's gonna you gonna go out. Uh, just make sure that when I get up, you know you're. Yeah. So, anyways, okay. From a business standpoint, I've never had this happen. 
But let's say it did. Let's say one of the co-workers punched the other guy. I guess I try, I try to find out why. If it was something like, in this situation, uh, someone thought it was a better method to do this versus that, something mundane, that's, that's look, guys, clean it up a little bit. You know, if I have to separate you from the crews, I'll take you go one crew, I'll go another crew, and then we're good. Cool. But if it was something crazy like something that Genie Bus would do, like sleep with one of the players or one of the coaches, i.e. they slept or did something with one of the family members or wives or whatever, then you're 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 in a completely different <laughs> situation. And you're gonna probably have to let them both go. That's 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 the end there because I am not I am not dealing with that. I'm I, I, as much as this is making me cringe. This really has nothing to do with them. It's more of the policy that I agree with. But I'm I'm the boss of Celtics on this one. I I don't I don't play with that. Like one of the questions I ask is I make sure, hey guys, understand if there's any stuff going on in house, know that you won't be in the house. Well, see, that's the thing. It looks like as far as the, the how the incident's going to play out, as Draymond says, you know, he apologized to the team. He's going to take a few days off, but he'll be back for the regular season. It just seems like this is all going to be blown off like it's nothing. And Did it really you know, seem that serious in the video? Did it really seem no. any more serious than when Shaq tried to punch Charles Barkley? Or any of these? Bobby Portis. But this is the thing. NBA players don't fight. They, they go like this. And that was that like was a, a full punch, man. He leaned into it and everything. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Look, it's, it's not news. It's not Lakers. It's not news. It's practice. Everybody should just get over it. Okay. Well, we're going to try it, to it, 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 We've become a society where emotion, physical emotion, becomes this history of what's going on. Is there something that's going to happen? Is... I can't believe he did this or she did this. I go and I'm sitting there going, uh, what if Poole said something to about his mom or something? And he reacted. We've all been there. I know I have. So what? What's the big deal? I mean, Charles Barkley threw a midget through a plate glass window. <laughs> I mean, at a bar. And this got more pub than that. Now, when you're reading that headline, and by the way, it changed later. It wasn't a midget. It was just a guy that was short, which made it funnier because I'm like, Barkley's 6'6". Everyone's shorter than him. So, what right. was, like, who threw that in there? I mean, come on. Guys, come on. You guys are killing me. Make it yeah. funny at least instead of yeah. having, to, having to watch Draymond Green get ready to – uh, explain why he's on parole in, a, in an interview. That was probably the worst part of it, is that they they emasculated Draymond Green. Could you imagine that? I apologize. He apologized to his whole family for punching him. Why? <laughs> what if he said something that was wrong? Like, we didn't get any audio out of that TMZ, so how do I know no. what happened? Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's it's... <laughs> It's non. It's non news. It's non news. Listen, if it affected the game of basketball in a meaningful way, if Jordan Poole had gotten, like some people said, his eye socket dislocated or broken his nose, 
Well, Bill Romanowski broke a guy's orbital bone in a football game. Just, listen, it's it, it's it happens. This is a they're trying. It's a competitive atmosphere. These guys are under a microscope. You know, this probably would actually be something that ought to be addressed in terms of the league mental health issues that are 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 a thing these days, and and the and the pressures that come with being a, a basketball player, um, and so on and so forth. But in terms of like actual news, this doesn't qualify. I got I've got a kick out of Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is the biggest whiner in in, in the NBA. Like anytime something doesn't go right the way he wants, he goes into his, and again, this is my interpretation, right? Because it could be something where he's not whining. He's, you know, saying something, but it's like every time something like this happens, guys, you have cameras in that place. Don't you, you know, who is sitting there, don't you? Why don't you just handle it in house instead of going on there? Whoever was up there, right? you are disrespect. Like seriously, dude. You know who it is. Go get him. You know, I don't need to hear Steve Kerr tell me what I need to know and how I should be and how I should react to things. Sorry, Steve. I don't, I don't, I react how I react. And and right or wrong, I don't really care about your, 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 uh, I don't even know what word to use. Your, 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 your constant, like trying to, trying to, be teacher to all us students. Well, again, it's something to think about as hopefully the league will at least look into it, maybe discuss this at least a little bit. Probably not because yeah. it seems it's like practice. we're just blowing it off. And that's just, yeah, that practice. to me, it's kind of, I mean, it's an embarrassment for the league because the video has been now it's seen not, by millions. Because, only because of the video. It's only not embarrassing. And it's not it's, embarrassing. I agree. It's not embarrassing. Guys, we have, why do people go to NASCAR events? <laughs> Does anybody hate when both dugouts clear out? We love hockey fights. They neutered the NBA. We used to have fights in the NBA that were awesome. Now you look at a guy, you're suspended for three days. Come on. Come on, guys. This yeah. is what do you guys want these guys to be? They're competitive. I, yeah, and I, how, we're how, sitting how, here. Yeah. Sorry, how, Jamie, go ahead. How can it be a league issue though? It's not. It's not anything that happened on an actual in an actual game. I I would love to sit with with Adam Silver and and, and just ask him. If like, they make it know. a league issue, then that means the league has to control. And that's the it. problem. See that the Steve Kirk comments and all this stuff. That that's what that does. That's what that does. Steve Kirk could have put a kibosh on this and said, "Look, guys, these guys got into an argument. Okay, they push each other. It's over." And then we got some Yahoo took a video of it. We already know who it is. It's done. Let's go on with our lives. Instead, he's sitting there, guys, you have to be better people, and you have to understand, and you have to be this. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God, you're just making it worse. You're making it worse. You're making it more of a story now. Yeah. You know, just shut up and just let it go. We didn't – no one died. <laughs> Jeez. Color, color me happy if it torpedoes the Warriors season. Well – that's a, I don't know. I, if it I, does, I get, that's one hell of a I, I couldn't, I couldn't care less for any of the other 29 teams regardless. No. I hope they all burn, so I guess that would be good. <laughs> Sovereign. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers did win 124 to 121. I, I, 
I told you guys that they would have something to say about it, even though they didn't want to have something. So, to you, say about well, it. the important part here is our our audiences are asking us to do to yeah, answer something. And that's, that's why a we're great doing thing. this. Nick, send an email to us, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com, and ask Thanks, us Nick. our opinions on that. And so that's what we that's are going to go that's, ahead that's, and do that. That's that's why we're talking about it. That's why uh, we do these things. I had I had Nick, not talked Nick, about it. Nick, you'll get my invoice in the mail next week. You're welcome. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Just appreciate everyone out there that does request stuff like this. I get requests on stuff all the time from Joshua on Facebook, uh, guys here in the chat, people in the YouTube comments, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com, Lakers Fast Break on, on Twitter. It's just great to have this kind of audience response. We do love it. We also want to thank you again for over 300 subscribers. Hopefully we can make it to 400 next. We'll see. But loving it so far. Once again, the Lakers did win 124 to 121 with their first victory of the exhibition season. But before we head on out, the real topic I think everybody wants to discuss is what in the blazing hell is going on in Lakerland with up there as far as what are they thinking? Because as Saturday night rolled around after we went off the air of our fantasy basketball special. <laughs> Sharpening knives for our audio listeners is Jamie Sweet right there. Guess what happened? The Lakers dropped a bombshell in that they added a year. They put an extension for Rob Palenka for some amazing reason. Maybe he knows where the bodies are buried. Maybe he knows where the blackmail photos are. I don't know. But the guy got a one-year extension now through 2526. I couldn't believe it. I had to look at it twice. I thought it was just a joke, but it is actually real. The guy who's been much maligned these past two seasons is now being rewarded for his, I guess, decision-making, for lack of a better term, in getting an extension. So I'll start off with you, Joe. Here it goes. Get ready for rant number one. Your thoughts on this. We have been hard on Palenka all summer long. We have been hard on Palenka for the past year and a half. In fact, I think I've been hard on Palenka since the summer of 2020, or excuse me, the off-season of 2020 after the Lakers won in the bubble because we've made so many poor decisions. Your thoughts on this for a team that he has built, which absolutely has zero depth, which could be in trouble if LeBron or AD gets injured, which right now still in its current form looks competitive, so I will give him that. Your thoughts on Rob Palenka getting another extension to 25-26? Well, it's lined up with Darvin Ham's contract. And Palenka seems to be a good butt kisser to clutch. <laughs> um, it makes sense until LeBron's gone. And then you still have AD. So they're all they're all in their own little circle. They're all happy, you know. They're going to come back into this year. And if they start winning, they're going to do their normal interviews of nobody believed in us. And now we're proving everybody wrong. You know, we haven't heard that a billion times in our life watching sports. And for us, we're going to have to eat it for, for, for those who have been critical. We're going to have to eat it if they win. And believe me, I want to eat it because I like winning better than being right. So if AD plays the way he does, LeBron plays 70 games this year. Russell Westbrook, I still think, needs to be traded. Uh, the way this team is starting to kind of get put together, we need a we need a we need a lucky situation to happen. We need something where 
a team will need to unload a talented player and the Lakers would feel that this player could t- take them to the title. I don't know who that is. I just don't I don't know who that is, but that would be well David absolutely. I I don't know how that would work. It, it would have to be that one wouldn't work uh Jamie because no, I, I don't it, it because I they they they'd want something for that, right? The the way the only way this works if it, if it is happening in season is is if that player that they're it's got to be a Paul Gasol situation. When Powell got traded in 08, Memphis was trying to drop salaries. All they wanted to do was drop salary. They got a a pick. They got a couple of players that were marginal. Hell, I don't even know if you can. Uh, yeah, they they, they 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 just wanted to drop salary. So. The Lakers are going to have to get lucky like that in terms of having an impactful player be available before the, dread, the deadline that the team that, that's trading for him are only looking to drop salary and maybe get a couple of, uh, you know, perks. That's it. But if they're expecting, you know, Danny Ainge Hall or whatever, like, forget about that. It's never going to happen. Um, so I, 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 we're going to have to wait and see. And, of course, should that happen – Rob Polinka becomes a genius. Darvin Ham wins coach of the year. Genie is back to being the the next generation governor, owner, whatever the hell they call him these days. And now they're the greatest things in sliced bread. And that's that's essentially how this is going to play out. That's how it's going to have to play out. Should they advance the roster? If they don't do a trade, we're going to have to hope Russell Westbrook at least plays like he's played in the first couple games where he wasn't missing layups. And he already complained that he didn't understand why people didn't like how he played defense. That That's, that's delusional one of 500. And then I remember I was uh, on Lakers ball and I sent a clip of that Reggie Jackson game winner last year. And you, you can see it with your own eyes, Russell. It's right there. It's in video. If you do that, we lose. And you did that all year last year. So where does Rapalinka come into this? Rapalinka seems to be a figurehead. I don't know if necessarily he's there to, to really do anything other than manage the cap. I'm really just at a loss how this guy actually got an extension. It just the evaluation process by the team. Kobe. And how they, well. Kobe probably. The, the love for the things that we do as far as nepotism on this team, this nepotism in the organization, nepotism as far as how we hold on to the past. Yeah, it's worked for us on a, a lot of occasions. So you cannot say differently about the 17 world championships you're, you're hanging up there as far as the banners are concerned. But sometimes this nepotism is hanging that, out to us. It burns us, man. It burns it does, us. But, but see, there that's the argument. That's the argument they're always going to win. And in a lot of ways, it's, again, if I'm going to, I can't be a hypocrite. I can't be a hypocrite either, okay? I, we might be upset at how they run things. And my, I've told you already in the summer that my my irritation with this team is more on the, on the, on the, on the inner person's part. You know, that some of the decisions they've made off the court in, in terms of who they are, like who the personality, the people, that's actually been more of a problem for me. You know, things like Palinka look, you know, sounding like a used car salesman. 
uh, the Lakers doing suspect loan acquisitions, you know, things like that. That's the stuff that's actually bothered me a little bit more. And it's just spilled over into the, into the losing. But in terms of the results, their nepotism since 1979 has brought us 11 NBA championships. And one was recent. One was two years ago. I mean, almost to the day. So it's hard. It's hard to play that. It doesn't work. This isn't the Sacramento Kings. This is not the New York Knicks, guys. This is the LA Lakers, and they've won a, a very recent title. They've won six in the last 22 years. But I will tell you on the other end of it, though, in the past, since their 2010 championship, what is their overall number of winning seasons? I think I spaced out to, what, five and seven as far as winning seasons are concerned? You know my answer to that. And which is the Chris Paul trade, of course. Uh, I I believe that – no, I don't believe. I know. Had that not been vetoed by the little munchkin that could um, – <laughs> I believe the Lakers would have won at least one more title with the Kobe era, possibly two. And we would have never had a drought. Whether, whether we would have gotten LeBron later is irrelevant at that point. If Kobe ends his, his, his career in the 2010s with seven championships, our team dynamic completely changes. All the stuff that's happened is completely different. We were absolutely napalmed by that veto, and it and it and it and it tailed into even till now. And we've been we've been battling from that since. Some will say that I can't that that I'm that it's BS. That Joe, you need to get over it. I've had people get tell me get get over it. I go, you can't really get over something like that because it, you're talking about a guy like Chris Paul who's still playing, who was basically a couple plays away from winning a championship in his what. 17th season. Oh, right. That's the you were getting, you were getting that guy and a guy that Kobe loved and respected, whom he doesn't respect anyone hardly. Man, did that derail us? And it, and even through all that, we're still, we're, we've still won a recent championship. All the stuff that the Clippers have done, all the stuff that Phoenix has done. All these teams who have drafted well and have good GMs and did all this good stuff, there's still a goose egg, and the Lakers still have one on them in the last, let's say, five years or three years or two years, right? So we're kind of we're kind of in a situation where, depending on who's looking at us, we can sound like we're buffoons or sound like we're telling you legit stuff. It could be both, and you have a, you have a good argument on it. Uh, again, there's an argument to be said about that as far as the way this team is currently running right now. I know since the Lakers have won the title, there's been wrong move after wrong move. Jamie, I mean, you and I were scratching our heads when we saw the first news of it, and you're here. Your turn, my friend. Get on that soapbox. Here we go. Your thoughts on the Rob Palenka extension. I mean, it's inex- I consider it to be inexcusable, uh, but I also find it un- Unsurprising for the following reasons. He says yes when he's asked to say yes, and he says no when he's asked to say no. He doesn't push back like Jerry did. He doesn't take it to the media. He listens. No, don't sign Caruso. Okay. Fine. 
Yes, go sign Lonnie Walker because he's a clutch client. Sounds good. I'll do it. He is a yes man. And that's as good as it gets with Rob Polinka. He is an awful evaluator of talent. He is an awful evaluator of what it takes to build a team. And he is he lays the blame for his inept roster decisions at the feet of his coach and players. People people got on Russ for how he walked out, uh, out of the interview room at the, for, for, uh, after the last game of the season or after his exit interview. I can't remember which one. Yeah. He was, you know, he felt he like went he went off on the team. Well, but he felt like and he, the coach. Been, he had felt like he'd been a scapegoat. And like when Rob Plink is running things, everybody else is. Everybody else is the scapegoat. The buck does not stop at Rob Polinka. It passes right past his office, and it goes to Magic, or it goes to Frank, or it goes to, oh, you know, injuries. That's not what. That's not how winners talk. We talked a lot about this preseason about you know, displaying a winning attitude, showing up to work with a winning attitude. I have never gotten that feeling from Rob Polinka, and he has reacted terribly to winning an NBA championship. He has systematically deconstructed a championship-winning team season by season until we have three guys making $40 million and a bunch of role players. And we wonder why we lack depth. I mean, I, I don't wonder why we lack depth. I just look at the past three off-seasons and go, oh, well, we lack depth because of these choices this guy made. And I cannot fathom, other than the fact that he is a, you know, he just is a bus family suck-up, that he got this extension. That's the only the only reason that I can see. I, I do not feel that he's earned it. I do not feel he deserves it. And I do not think it was the right decision to make. Again, was I surprised? No, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't disappointed. Um, I, I consider him to be, if somebody ranked, somebody did some study, somebody commissioned some study, and I'm, I'm assuming it was Rob, where his name was, out of all professional sports, the fifth best GM. And I... I literally, I audibly chortled. I audibly chortled because that is insanity. That is insanity. Now, I'm not going to disagree with what Joe said. Yes, he was steering the boat uh, technically when the Lakers won the championship. But he's not responsible for LeBron coming here. And really, he's not even responsible for Anthony Davis being here. That's Rich Paul and that's LeBron. And um, uh, there's nobody, nobody can say nothing that makes me think otherwise. LeBron wanted to come to L.A. because his kids wanted to go to high school in Malibu. That's what rich people get to do. Rich people get to choose where they live. Rich people generally get to choose, you know, what schools their kids go to. And so LeBron did that like any kid. And then he found a job in the city that he worked in, so he wouldn't have to commute a lot. That's what rich people do. Rich people get to do that, and they've earned the right to do that. Mac and Rob didn't woo LeBron here. Magic showed up and said, you ready? And LeBron went, yeah, I'm ready. And that's how that went down. We telegraphed the AD trade eight months before we needed to, sabotaging that season and another team season who wasn't going to be very good anyway. And Anthony Davis's relationship with the city of New Orleans. For, for what? For a trade that wasn't going to be made mid-season because we even then really lacked the assets? Yes, it was made in the offseason because that was his contract year. And I think David Griffin could have held out for a couple of months and squeezed, you know, three more draft picks out of us that he could have done. Um, Rob is a terrible negotiator. He does he, he has to throw a first-round draft pick to get a player that he wants. 
Uh, he can't make deals without first-round draft picks, as is evidenced by this summer. Um, he's just an awful GM. He's really terrible. Maybe he's a great president. You know, maybe the office is really great. Everybody likes him in the office. You know, the water's full in the coolers, towels in the bathroom. You know, I, I don't know about that side of his job. Uh, I'm assuming the Laker front office is really nice place to work and, you know, great job on that, Rob, and wonderful that you're able to accomplish that. But in terms of building a winning team, I don't give Rob Poinka a lot of the credit for the bubble. A, because he hasn't been able to replicate it in a normal, regular season of basketball. That goes for Frank Vogel and Anthony Davis as well. All those people got to prove they can do it over 82 in a normal grind with travel, all the things that every other NBA champion has had to do. I will say that the bubble championship was the – most difficult mental championship most likely because of your isolation because of all the question marks surrounding like what was going to happen to your family to the world so on and so forth um playing a very important game on what was essentially a practice court with weird video max headrooms like you know making faces at you the whole time all of that is like really weird but it's not the grinding grueling challenge that a true full season of basketball is Bob hasn't shown he can build a winner for that. He's come nowhere close ever once. First round exit against Phoenix. That's it. That's that's the, that's what Rob has proven he can do over an 82 game season. So I consider this to be a dismal signing. I think it's going to doom us for the next two years and, uh, you know, get used to seeing clutch clients on the roster, no matter how good they are or what they bring to the team. And it's going to be awful. That's that's my prediction. I'm not. Uh, I I don't mind the Laker nepotism. A lot of businesses are run that way. That's 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 the Lakers. But Rob Plink isn't technically family. He's Kobe's agent. He's the guy that <laughs> Jim and Miss were like, "Hey, do you want us to have about 25 million a year for Kobe?" Who just blew out his leg? Yeah, that sounds good. Sign. We'll sign that deal, right? Go. Yeah, we're we're all in. That's Rob's signature. These are the Rob Blinka signature moves are, are, are taking the softballs and the, the, the lob softballs and being able to hit it. Not an impressive GM, not an impressive team builder or chemistry builder or evaluator of talent. He's not Jerry West. He's not showing up to see some kid work out in the gym. He sends Joey and Jesse to do that. Why do you even need this guy? What does he do? Uh. Does he well, personally Jesse was, stop the Kleenexes in every single person's office to make sure everybody has Kleenex boxes? I, I mean, you know, a good leader delegates responsibility, but a good leader also takes responsibility. And he did not take enough or accurate responsibility ever since we won. So there's a great Tom Waits song called On the Coattails of a Dead Man. He rides, he rides. That, my friend, is Rob Polinka. And Mike Tomlin. And Mike Tomlin. Yeah, he's and done better certain- than Rob. <laughs> and insert the name of, of every much maligned individual in sports today. I will say when it comes to Jesse, I know where he was at the other day. Had I known this was going down, I probably would have, when I walked by him at the Henderson Dollar Loan Center, you know, I would have said, what are you thinking, man? What is your sister? What is your sister thinking? I cannot believe this. I mean, I walked right by him. If I had, I known. Say I that again, G with that same what? voice. What are you thinking? What is what is she thinking? Mm. Man, if I knew this was going down, I would have just spoke my mind right there as I was walking by. But you know, like I say, I, 
He was there to watch Victor Wimbignana. Not like yeah, we oh, actually oh, have oh, the right, wait, wait, not wait, like wait. we actually choose or select or draft him. We can't even tank because of what's going on with the draft. We gotta say shout out to the Magic Man Sean guys who's killing it in the chat room with the Bob Euchre coming. Come on, put it up on the board, Joe. Put it up all on right, the board. The right. yes, I am I already did that. Put I already oh, no, I said, all right. I was I was that's Sean Grice, Magic Man Sean Grice, who I will have tomorrow on the show. Hopefully, you guys can join us as well. We're going to be going ahead and talking on Canada's Thanksgiving, talking about a lot of good stuff as far as the Victor Wembanyama showing last week, maybe influencing a possible Lakers trade. So we'll see. I had a feeling Jamie Sweet's phone was going out because it's getting a little bit scratchy right there at the end. So I had a feeling it was going out in the battery. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It's Zero Glassford along with Mr. Joe Sorrow. Joe, you heard my thoughts. You've heard the thoughts of, of Jamie Sweet. I mean, to me, this is a rather disappointing move. I mean, you evaluate this season. Do this at the end of the season. There's no rush to do this, man. There's just no rush to go ahead and sign him for an additional year. I don't know who's bidding against you. This is just an extension on top of his deal. Why go ahead and do this now of all times? It makes absolutely no sense. No, sure it does. You're you're not paying attention. This is how they've always done it. I called the Lakers in 2000. 2000. This is 22 years ago. And I asked them, I'm looking for a job for, to work with the Lakers. And the lady on the phone said, we usually hire from within. That's just what they do. This is not a surprise. Nothing they do is a surprise. It's actually, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. Some of the personal type stuff that they did this last year or so was a surprise. But this is not a surprise. This is feeling comfortable. I mean, how many times have we talked about Kurt Rambis and Linda having a decision or a say in things? And we're sitting here. They had a riot outside Staples. They didn't care. You think they care what we think? They're like, look, man, we got you 11 championships since the Dr. Bus era started, okay? That's 11 more than anybody else and anybody that's even close. Okay. No one's even close to that. I think the bulls are close with six. So you guys that are whining and crying, sit your butt down. Let us do our thing. We know how to win championships. You guys know how to watch. I guarantee you that's up to think. Well, I will say again, when it comes to the evaluation process, I think one of the things that's been brought up in the chat is a very good point that I brought up not too long ago when it comes to Max Christie. Max Christie so far has not looked like a player right now that's ready for the NBA. He's someone that looks out of his element. He started tonight, did not play very well. He's not played well all summer long. He's not played well during the exhibition season. But you know what? He's a kid, second-round draft draft choice. He could be someone that could be part of your future should he develop in the G League and maybe pop as an athlete, maybe pop as a player, and become someone that you can count on later on. The thing is, for those type of guys, I see other organizations, they take those second-round draft picks, and they sign them to like three- or four-year deals where they're worth only maybe about a million, a million and a half. So you got about a four-year deal worth $6 million. What do we do? We sign the guy to a two-year deal. So what happens if he blows up in this, maybe at the end of the season, maybe next season? You're now on the hook for a lot more if he doesn't want to go ahead and free agency or if he can go ahead and sign. I think he becomes a restricted, and so the Lakers will have first chance 
like they did with THT, where they had to sign him for $10 million because they didn't sign him to one of those four-year contracts I just described. Because remember, THT was a second-year, was a second-round draft choice. You could have easily signed him for four years at a cheap amount. He would have been glad to sign as a second as a second-round draft pick and been able to go ahead and hold on to him. Now you would have him on your roster now for maybe a million, million and a half. Now you've got a situation again. History repeating itself on Max Christie. If he does play well and if he does play better. You're going to be on the hook for a lot more money a lot sooner. And just well, these type of valuations do not make sense to me why this guy is still running the operations for the Los Angeles. When, when, when have they done something like this and it didn't work? As far as, well, THT is the perfect example. So THT, in the NBA, we, we were talking about why the Lakers are going to give Schroeder, 85 million bucks, 84 million, sorry. Everything's tactical. And that money that they were given to to Schroeder was not so much about overpaying him, but more of having the ability to have an asset in case they wanted to go get something else. Because of the Larry Bird rules and the soft versus hard caps, a lot of times you have to play within those things. Now, most of the second-round picks that the Lakers have had in the last, let's say, 10 years, let's say. What second-round pick has really flourished from the perimeter? Uh, I think Taylor Horton Tucker is the only one that I can remember. I think you had Svi. Svi Mahalik, now Svee. on the Knicks. And Svi is atrocious, unfortunately. One that I had a lot of high hopes for, which was uh, Anthony Brown. He was not good. Clarkson was another one. Thomas uh, Bryant, who should be playing ahead of Damian Jones. Yeah. And is still so, somehow so there less time than Damian Jones. This yeah. So we, I don't know, maybe, maybe they're seeing what we're seeing and they're not having any faith in him being better next year or the year after. And they're just like, look, this guy's probably not going to be what we need him to be. We're going to give him a two-year contract, and if something happens, we'll deal with it then. That's it. I mean, the same thing, like BDA Pink says, the same thing they have to decide on Reeves next summer. They could have locked him up for a small deal, you know, two, three, four years. They could have signed him up as far as maybe three or four years, signed him up for a small deal. Now, if Reeves, again, plays as well as he did this past season, could be a point where you have to go ahead and pay a lot more than what you needed to pay. For Look what the Lakers that... did with Caruso. This was one of the most popular Lakers I've ever seen that wasn't a star. Right? That's right, BDA Pink. Zubats. Zubats was a second rounder. AC Green, Kurt Rambis, honestly, honestly, and Caruso. Those are the three names that come to my mind. I know there have been more. I know there have been more. But what comes to mind in terms of popularity – Kurt Rambis, AC Green, in terms of the role player types that were really like they were starters, right? Like they contributed. Not Shannon Brown, who was exciting and a, and the ninth, tenth guy. No, I'm talking about guys that were always teetering between coming off the bench or starting games and were impactful. All three of those guys had a say in the Lakers winning a championship, right? Caruso was the most popular player that wasn't a star that I had seen in years. That kind of popularity. 
and they looked at him like he was a cockroach. They didn't care. No, you knew because you're asking. You, you know, people were asking like, "What's going on, Caruso? What's going on?" He's sitting there going, "Hey guys, I was waiting. No one hit me up. I would have taken less to stay in LA." Why would you disrespect somebody like that? And these are the type of things, guys. This is the type of things that my irritation is from. It's not really so much the fact that Rob can't make a transaction. I don't know necessarily if 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 you're being knowledgeable, if that's how you're basing his spot. Rob Palinka is an agent. He knows the salary cap very, very well. And him coming from that world usually means he's irritated probably 90% of the GMs in the league because he's trying to get money from them. He's trying to get perks from them. And then you hire this guy to then talk to these guys on the same level. And now there's a lot of resentment. There's a lot of, ah, this guy's a GM. How did this guy become a GM? Just like how we're doing it. Nepotism. Oh, he knew Kobe. This guy isn't qualified, which, which is hilarious too, because I think the worst, the worst position in the NBA in terms of talent is in the GM area. There's very, very few people that know how to do that job in the NBA. And a lot of that is tailored around talent. Like you're only going to be as good as the talent. And you're only going to be as good as a superstar you have on your team. That goes for the coaches as well. So I'm not looking at this. I didn't look at the Rob Palenka extension in any way. Like I didn't sit there and go, oh, God, or, or you know, whatever. I just It just was like, I'm, mm, yeah, I can, I can see that that's how they're going to run this. At this point, I want to see what I saw tonight. I want to see what I saw tonight on the basketball court. This goes back to what we talked about in the last show. I couldn't care less. If Rob hangs from his street pole in his underwear when he's not at work, I could care less what Jeannie does outside the court. I, could, I couldn't care less any of the players do outside that court. I am here to watch basketball. I am here to watch them play basketball well so that I can enjoy watching my favorite team win. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do over there unless, of course, it's damaging the people, right? And that's how I feel. I still feel that way. I don't care. I don't care. Win. Win and we'll be okay, okay? Minus, you know, hurting people. That's it. Because I can't I can't do this anymore. I can't watch every TV show and every analyst doing this. These guys are all like the news channels. They have – it's 24-7. They have to create things – to keep themselves relevant, to justify their paychecks. As soon as, as soon as you do that, you then have to fill in the gaps. And by filling in the gaps, you see this Draymond story, and they talk about this punch like it was a missile that blew up a country because they got nothing else. They're not talented enough to have relevant information day in and day out. And maybe it's not fair to hope that they can do that. It's just too much. It's too much to talk non-stop we do a show for an hour and a half and i'm tired i'm tired like i'm tired after we do a show because how much more can we talk before it starts to get lackluster either the listeners or us sometimes repeating everything because we've run out of things to say well we want to be we want and i'll end it at this we want to be if anybody had ever watched the show entourage i always use entourage as an example the reason why is it was 22 minutes long Usually shows like that are ninety or an hour, right? Forty-eight minutes, 
50 minutes, whatever. One of the great things about that show, and it's something that I, I put into a lot. I'm, I'm, I've got some investments in the entertainment business as well. And one of the things that I preach is I go, guys, we want to be like Entourage. I remember it was a 22-minute show. And every time that show ended, I was like, damn it. I got to wait till next week. It gives you just enough. So you're like, no, I want more. I want more. Oh, I got to wait till next Sunday. And then even their season ending shows were like, no, I got to wait till next year. That's what you want. You want quality, 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 quality. So when you talk about Synblades, if you want to really know about what my company does, it's about quality, baby. And the proof is in the pudding. You don't believe me? Here's an address. There's a front yard over there. Go look at it. Don't listen to me. You tell me what you think. Go ahead. Proof's in the pudding right there. Proof's in the turf. Yep. Proof's in the turf. And if you want to scenes, if you want to actually take a look at firsthand as far That as- wasn't a plug, by the way, guys. It just happened to play into what I was saying. It wasn't a well, plug. Well, go ahead. Yeah, shameless but it makes plug. Sense. But well, again, plug. It, it makes... Well, the, I want you guys to understand. There's, there's, there's these methods of, of marketing and all this. And I, I talked to a lot of MBA types, right? And they got all these clusters and all these marketing things and all this analytical stuff. I'm like, you know what really moves people? Honesty. Especially when it comes to their home. Especially when it comes to something they really, really value. When you tell them the truth, even if it's something that you don't want to tell them because you might risk business. When you tell them the truth, that's one thing. Because I'm not necessarily a people person. You know, I wouldn't say I am. But there's one thing that people have not been bad at in my life that I've noticed. When you tell them the truth, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Right up front, when something does go wrong, their reaction is usually good. Because they go, well, Joe told me this might happen. I got to call Joe. Instead of going, nobody told me this was going to happen. And then I went on online and everybody said it was this. Does Does that guy know his information? Does that guy know what he's doing? Well, I will say that you can know what he's doing. By heading over to Sinblades with a Y, Sinblades.com. And you can see right there the testimonials. You can see the proof of his work right there at Sinblades.com. So it is a shameless plug. And that's good. Plug away, my friend. That's fine by me. Sean Grice is a guy who can't shoot as a top five player. I guess they're still holding on to what he said earlier in regards to Colin Coward, thinking that Ben Simmons was a top Coward. five player. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Colin Cowherd, we <laughs> the the staple of my uh my my broadcast uh study is his ability to put in real world stuff with sports. The only problem with Colin is over the last decade, <laughs> he has fallen in love with himself so much that he thinks he walks on water, and no one's really told him that. I don't think anybody's ever told him that. Bill Burr sort of cracked on him on a show about his, you know, cracking on people, and he cracked on him. Uh, but that's the only time I've ever seen anybody kind of clown Colin. But Colin, Colin definitely does need some clowning. Uh, I will agree to that. <laughs> and I'll agree to that, too. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers did win. Yay, we're in the win column. Finally, after 10 straight exhibition games, we finally get one in the win column. 124 to 121 over the Golden State Warrior. 
Sean Christ says, bad NBA takes right there for you. I will say again, before we head on out, that we truly appreciate everybody watching and listening. Thank you so much for 300 subscribers on YouTube. If you get a chance and you haven't already, please subscribe below me, right below my face, right below. You can do it. I trust in you. I believe in you. You can go ahead and subscribe today. Be part of what we're doing here at the Lakers Fast Break. Subscribe and you'll get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the next episode of the Lakers Fast Break. We're going to hopefully get one tomorrow with the guy who's all over our chat room and Sean Grice celebrating Canada Thanksgiving. And there's no better way to do it than go ahead and talk in basketball, the NBA and the Lakers right there for you. So we're going to go ahead and have a special episode tomorrow. And, of course, we will be back as well later this week on Wednesday. We might even have one on Tuesday if, if we need be. We'll go ahead and do what we can for you. But definitely on Monday, definitely on Wednesday, because Wednesday is post-game for the Lakers in Minnesota. We're going to go ahead and be on late night for that one. So go ahead and check one, that one out, of course, as well. I do also want to mention before we go off the air, once again, in the description on both audio and video, you will see below how you can sign up for the Lakers Fast Break fantasy basketball league and thank you to the latest i think it's just ballin thank you for going ahead and being a part of the league the draft is this thursday at 5 p.m pacific so go ahead and sign up before that we'd love to have you on in the league we truly appreciate it also as well go ahead and check out joe every single time out at of course not only simblades.com but lakersball.com Go ahead and check check out Jamie Sweet. He had to unfortunately lost battery, so he had to check on out, but he was still in the chat. Please go ahead and check out his latest five things articles. And the next one, I bet you'd be a good one on the Lakers win at Golden State. You can go ahead and check that out. Plus, Laker Tom, who I'm hoping will come back. I'm going to reach out to see when, if, if he can come back, hopefully sooner rather than later, Laker Tom. But go ahead and check him out today on Twitter at Laker Tom. And of course, his articles as the number one Lakers blogger out there at lakerholics.com but once again thank you so much for watching and listening tomorrow night i will be on sean grice is a ham okay to serve for thanksgiving or is it strictly turkey i've done both so you know it's fine by me I, i'm cool with it man i'm cool with it how about you joe no no ham only tastes good when it's in something not by itself. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. Oh, that's, my God. I'm talking about food, dude. Okay, okay. Food, right. ham, slice of ham and a sandwich. Okay. Next thing you're not going to get Paul back on there saying, fire the ham. Fire no, the ham. No, no, I'm talking about a sandwich or some kind of, like, cheese melt. Not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do I need to get an interpreter on my thing or what? Well, you know, with Joe Soro, you never know. But thanks so much again, Joe, being, for being part of today's show. Hamlet's just fine. He's My reputation him, so. precedes me now. Huh? That it does. That it does. But you know what, Sovereign? Paul is giving Ham another two games. <laughs> <laughs> I guess tonight's win keeps extending it out, extending it out. But we all want to hear your thoughts out there in the chat room, also as well in the YouTube comments, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com or Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. Was it deserved for Rob Palenka on the extension? We want to know. We want to hear your thoughts on this. Plus, what's going on with Draymond Green? We had a lot to say about that. Victor Wembanyama. we're going to talk about how his awesome two performances that I got to see live, and so did Jesse Buss. I had Shams bumping me in, as far as in the arena into me and while he was going ahead and glad handing around. There were 
hundreds, because that seemed to be the only crowd that was there, was the hundreds of NBA types, because really no fans were there outside of just the NBA types that were there. Everybody that's just like the draft watchers and the draft experts and the GMs. There were plenty there to watch Victor Wembanyama last week, both Tuesday and Thursday. So how does his performances change the landscape for the NBA? And also, could they possibly change the fortunes for the Los Angeles Lakers as well? We'll go ahead and discuss that on tomorrow's show with Sean Grice. I'm sure we've got a lot of other stuff to go ahead and talk about that as well. Gerald just started a trend. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Joe. Sean Grice is asking you, can you eat bacon if it's not on a sandwich? Yes, you can. Oh, bacon, yeah. Bacon, turkey, yes. Ham is, it's just, I don't know. I don't, I can't eat it by itself. And and I don't know, it just, it, turkey, you take the breast out, your, you know, or the leg, it, it, you know, you, you can eat that, you know, a slice, even a slice of turkey, you know, like this, like that doesn't make sense to me. That's a sandwich, that's a deli sandwich meat you, you guys following me here i'm trying like, to what, 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 something wrong with me no no I okay think so that. so slice of turkey slice of ham i don't eat slices of ham and slices of turkey unless it's in bread i'll eat a turkey full turkey for thanksgiving right the, the leg and the, the neck and the you know the thighs whatever right you i can eat that by itself but when you're slicing it, it, it it's kind of gamey. I like to have it in a sandwich. It's too gamey to me. Okay, fair enough. I know with a lot of other people, they've like on the fence on it. So I hear you, my friend. But if you have thoughts on ham or turkey, you can also let us know. Lakers fast break at yahoo.com. Well, once again, the Lakers did win 124 to 121 over Golden State tonight in exhibition action. We'll be back tomorrow to celebrate Thanksgiving in Canada with my good friend, the madman from Toronto, the magic man, the guy who goes in through the Toronto traffic, Mr. Sean Grice. Sovereign says, or in a salad, like a chef salad. That's the only thing I bad. like in Canada, Sean Grice. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's mean. I love Canada. You know, Canadians are awesome. They've always been good to me. Uh, I don't know a lot of Canadians. I'm sure there's good people over there. If they're like Sean, yes. All right. Well, I could use a chef salad right now. But again, I don't like I don't like much people, so okay. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Chagres says you're Italian, right, Joe? Christmas food is a marathon. Well, Christmas food. So Christmas food is. See, when you come from a house where the, your mom cooked, you're not. You're not. I guess you're not all overwhelmed when you have food during Thanksgiving and Christmas. We had good food growing up all year long. And then we'll have that occasional thing, time once every two, three weeks where mom's like, all right, guys, go get some fast food for dinner. I'm I'm not going to cook tonight, which was very rare. So Christmas dinner and all that, I, okay, cool. I mean, I was more about the presents. Food was yes. okay. It was secondary. <laughs> I already had good food my whole life. So there you go. It's all about uh, the presence and yeah. Yes. Now, as far as the Blue Jays, Sean, um, that was pretty epically bad. Oof. I I I, I could not remember an eight one lead blow up like that that late. That was that, I thought that wasn't possible in this era of analytics. So I, I if you're a Blue Jays fan, I'm sorry that happened. Um, 
the one positive about that is the, the wild card games are all finished now. We can kind of go on with our lives. I'm very excited for the postseason in baseball. I'm fully expecting the Dodgers to run everybody over and win a World Series. And you said you're going to go ahead and check out game three in San Diego. And San Diego, not the team per se, but San Diego, the city, is so nice this time of year. So yeah, I, San I, Diego I is by far the greatest city on the planet. Now, I haven't been to Rome. I haven't been to Paris. I love San Diego. Get no argument. I haven't, yeah, I haven't been to Switzerland or any of those beautiful countries out there. I will one day. But it, it, I've had friends that have gone there. And friends that have the same thought process as I have. And they all say, you can't beat San Diego. San Diego, as soon as you drive into San Diego, it's like your energy changes. Mm-hmm. It just it just changes. It's just, it's the perfect city. You roll the windows down. You feel, you just just take in that, that ocean air. It, it does nothing like it, man. It's, a, it's, it's the perfect city. It's the perfect city. The downtown area, it's been a little raggedy since COVID. Because you had a, you got a lot more yahoos doing stuff over there, but that's kind of starting to dissipate a little bit. One of the most just clean, nicest downtowns you can go to. The only thing I do miss is there. There was a little bit of more of an atmosphere, and now that the new stadium's there, Snapdragon uh, Stadium for the for the for the Aztecs, that's that's kind of going to help now. But for for a moment there. You know, God rest his soul, Junior Sal used to have one of the best restaurants there. We used to go there, watch a lot of Laker games when they were on the road. And just the atmosphere of Mission Valley during the football season was very, 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 very fun. We had so much fun. Oh, I've got a story. Yes, I'll pay all respects and and rest in peace, Junior Sale. But I have a story about Junior Sale's restaurant. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Uh, I'll leave it for another day. I'll remind me on that chat room or remind me, Joe, on that. I'll share it another day. It takes a little while to talk to, but we're going to go ahead and head on out on it. But it is a good story. I promise you, it's a good story. But it is again the Lakers fast break. It's Gerald Glassford, Joe Soro. We truly appreciate. Is the chicken still their mascot? Uh, I don't think. Uh, what's it, Ted? What's Ch- it? San Diego Padres. I don't think they really use them anymore. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't think so either. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break tomorrow night. Sean Grice, the Madman for Toronto, celebrating Canada's Thanksgiving with us right here. Hopefully, Joe can be on by. I'm going to see if Laker Tom. I'll reach out and see if I can get Laker Tom on there. Hopefully, Jamie can as well. Hopefully, we'll get some good interaction because tomorrow night we're going to be talking about the league the NBA, and of course, what's going on with the Lakers and everything else that's going on in the world of basketball. Hopefully, we can go ahead and get to talk about it for tomorrow. We want to thank you for watching and listening. Thank you so much for 300 subscribers. Join the Fantasy Basketball League. The description is right below, right there for everyone out there watching and listening. Go ahead and be part of the action. We're going to go have some great shows this week. Looking forward to it as we close out the exhibition season right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.